going on, everybody? And welcome back to the A Show with the Kings Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Justin, here with Meals. Post Martin Luther King holiday. Mm. How are we feeling? We feeling black. <laughs> I'm feeling, I'm, I'm feeling, I don't know, dreaming. I don't know. <laughs> How do you feel? The, the funniest thing, <laughs> Martin Luther King every year is watching all the NBA games and then watching grown men who are basketball players have to talk about what Martin Luther King means to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As if they were like seven years old. I watched Anthony Davis talk about <laughs> Martin Luther King is the reason why he can play basketball. <laughs> oh, did he say that? <laughs> no, he's, I mean, something along those lines. It was, it was very much like him in front of a green screen, hand on his hips. That's the first thing that threw me off. I was like, why he has his hand on his hips? He was like, I appreciate Martin Luther King for all that he's done. And, you know, so players like me can, you know, play the game and all this. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Still better than Pat McAfee's explanation of what Martin Luther King is about. I mean, I mean, technically he might be right because not if not for him, you know, he probably would be playing for the I don't know. I was about to make a really uh... <laughs> the, the wash buckler <laughs> tragics. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the real Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> he might be playing for for no money. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, let's look at true. the pipeline. Let's look at the pipeline of Martin Luther King and these 120 million dollar contracts. Let's see if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, can I tell you about? One of the weirdest things I saw it wasn't even a what it's gonna be. This is so random, but I felt like I had to tell somebody. But I was originally going to tell people on like Friday, but I was technically supposed to be working as I wanted to tell the story. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Let me not tell this story right now. Um, so I went for a walk in the park, and uh, as I'm like closing in last half a mile or something, there's other couples who are just walking in the park and one of them is walking their dog. There's a legitimate couple walking their dog and coming towards our direction is a guy who's kicking a soccer ball, but he's like, he's doing his workout. He's like kicking a soccer ball as he's like running something. Tell me why this guy kicked the soccer ball into the dog of the couple. <gasps> And told them, nice kick, huh? And kept it moving. <laughs> and Yo. we all stopped. <laughs> we all st- I was, I mean, I didn't want to jump in on behalf of them because I have no idea what's going on. But they legitimately, the couple stopped. I stopped. The people in front of me stopped. Looked at him and was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and of I course someone beat, says, what a fucking beat, asshole. <laughs> I would have beat the shit out of him, bro. I don't play that. That broke my heart just hearing it. Bro, I was like, what was that? I would have, I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean, their couple was pretty elderly, so maybe they didn't want to get into any kind of like real business and stuff like that. But I was just like, why would you, why would you think that was okay? I'm telling you, man, we, we've gone too far on the, on the other way. You know, mm. we, we, we've gone too far the other way. I, I, that's what I say. I hate to get like no country for old men here. <laughs> we've gone too far the other way. I don't even recognize these these motherfuckers anymore. Three minutes Listen. into the show, we're this deep into it, but I don't even recognize Listen. the world no more. It's a we need to go back to um 
uh, I don't know. Like, instilling... you need to go back to stoning niggas in the streets is what we need to do. <laughs> gang violence. <laughs> no, not gang people. violence. I, don't say gang. Don't say gang. Free YSL. But okay. <laughs> we don't. We need to. We need to go back to stoning niggas in the streets. I see some crazy. Listen, I was scrolling social media and I was like, okay, so there's this thing, right? Uh, the new Tekken game, right? Um, one of the characters yes. got announced for DLC, like the downloadable content type thing. And it's Eddie Gordo, who is like a popular character, Brazilian, Afro-Latino character, had locks, you know, in, in the subsequent games. And in this one, they gave him the, he, they gave him the Killmonger cut, y'all. It's, it's another <laughs> Killmonger cut. And, you know, the conversation behind that haircut and, and game designers and, and stuff like that, like I, I've seen it from both ends working at a game studio and being outside of it and seeing it happen so prevalently. Um, there, there's a lot that goes into it and it's not political. It's mostly like on their, on their end, it's, it's representation in the room a lot of the time. Um, and also like hair physics as well. Like they just haven't, it's hard to do. You know what I mean? And, and that's something that like they work through. So they, they, they'll slap that haircut on them because it's easy to do. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, even like Miles Morales has the cut. In the new Spider-Man game, it's like, oh, come on. Like, everybody's yeah. got this fucking cut. But I looked at it and I said, damn, another one. And then I went about my day. There are so many think pieces, think tweets, threads, TikToks that have come across my algorithm about this haircut. And people want, I'm like, like people can't just like look at it one time and just like, like go like just walk away like either either you interact with the piece of media as in buying it or not i mean it's like and, and to be fair meals like to be clear he's going to have his old hair in the game because they are all, all the characters get their classic outfits in the game yeah so like it's not that big you know what i mean like everything now is like big <laughs> everything now is like this world ending thing and i see this all over the place i'm like okay i get it it sucks but move on you know what i'm saying it's yeah. done you know what i mean it's, you, you're not gonna they're, they're not gonna change their minds on this you know what i'm saying like and i don't I and i don't necessarily think that it's all rooted in like here's the thing like i i see people like trying to say that it's rooted in racism i'm like i don't think that's <laughs> i think that's a, a crazy read on it i i think there there is definitely a representation issue where mm -hmm. They need to have people who are working on black hair. I think black hair in video games is 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 very much something that's still evolving. I don't think a lot of I don't think a lot of game developers have like gotten it like a hundred percent right. But there yeah. are some that, that work on it and and they really like kind of do a, a good job. I think like the the uh, cyberpunk game has good black hair, but then they don't have enough black hairstyles. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they have the locks and the cornrows and they look great and they look they look laid. But then they, you know what I'm saying? Like they, where's the where's the Def Jam Vendetta developers? Where are those guys? I don't think they get it right either. It's the same developers who did a uh, AEW Fight Forever. Did um did that? Some of the same yeah, same developers. Yeah. Out of out of the Swerve locks, looking that game. I think with Swerve, if you show if you choose him in the game, he uh he got the, a head game, wrap. the game will shut off. The game will just be like this nigga's trash. <laughs> It'll turn off. I think game over. I think if you and if the game does process Swerve Four, you can't move in the game. The controller just locks up. You can't move. You can't proceed because you're too lame to to do so. 
Um, but it's just like that. That's why I'm like, I don't recognize anything anymore. You know what I mean? I hate to get on my on, on my soapbox here. I think you did it last week. It's my it's my turn this week. But like, I just feel like everything is, is just like a downward spiral of like just negative shit. I had, I had to like really like step away. You know what I mean? Because it was it was depressing me over the past couple I, of days. I chose to ignore the most Steph and Drake thing. Uh, but apparently the Internet did it. But <laughs> I chose to ignore the most Steph and Drake thing that people are now it's like this big polarizing thing and i'm like bro one it's drake like y'all have known to be honest drake has been more prevalent in my life and more in most thing in my life than most deaf yeah. for sure <laughs> most deaf i feel like at some points um it's crazy i feel like most deaf definitely has done a lot but i feel like he doesn't have the I feel like he couldn't do what Drake does, does. Um, but I feel like in a sense Drake could maybe do what I don't know. Whatever. Maybe I'm stepping into too harsh of a third. But the thing is, is that the most deaf thing feeds the fuel for not only like the old class of people who like never really got Drake from 2011 on to the people who like are like our age, who are like who become right. backpackers out of nowhere in order to discredit Drake, it's like, you know, these are the same people are like, Kendrick's like that real hip-hop shit. I'm like, do you know that Damn is like the most pop album that you have, ever, like, I've ever heard in my life with YouTube? Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. That's how I felt about, um, uh, that's what I felt about the first Kendrick, not the first Kendrick album, I mean, the first major one, Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah. I was like, do you understand that this is so, like, you listen, even then, I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I listen to it great. Don't get me wrong, the themes and the cinematic and all this other stuff like that. I get it. I get it. But you also realize like this is like one of the most like commercially <laughs> accepted poetic justice. Oh, full of liquor, then you dive in dead. Yeah. <laughs> Word? Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's why that's why when people was like, oh, that's not my favorite, I was like, I feel like Kendrick wasn't even that creative on that album. <laughs> Like when yeah. you look at the grand scheme of his career and how his music has warped and how he's put a lot more, I think, of his nuances into his music, you realize that Good Kid Mad City doesn't have a lot of the nuance that Here's he has. I, mean. I I think that people equate doing well to pop. I yes. think people equate doing well, selling a lot to pop. These are the same people who are going to inevitably turn on Jack Harlow. They're going to turn on a lot of people, even though they're core style is hip-hop and i think that you know i had an argument with a co-worker one time about like um he didn't believe that like people like gucci Mane was hip-hop because they don't they don't have like these four or five uh tenets of hip-hop as far as rhyme and career i'm like eh, eh. I, I don't think anyone again like purists and this goes to like wrestling too like purists are like Come on, man. It's a different world. You know what I'm saying? There's there's no world where Stone Cold Steve Austin can't be surpassed. And it's already happened. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like there, there, there can't be a world where most dev can't be surpassed or common or whatever. But I think that to whittle down someone's career is, oh, this is pop when they've done so much rap in their career. If, and I would say probably a 50-50 split, if not more right. rap <laughs> than and anything. Then- and then say what happens when it all collapses. I was like, you know how long Drake has been irrelevant. Like he has had the most 
the longest run of relevancy probably in rap history like consistent relevancy it's never happened before Mm -hmm. so to say like when it all collapses it's like i mean someone who is someone who has already collapsed for talking about (laughs) at least two times already you know what i'm saying yasin bay come on um i just yeah I, i i just felt that was like um I have no problem with like most deaf, but I was just like that seemed like a big hater move for like no particular reason, and like also you're too old for this, is my thing. I was like you're too old to be like segregating hip hop as what's real and what's gonna last and all this stuff like that. Yes, at this point Drake is making music, and at this point just making music, but if there's actual, there's there's um substance there, yeah. Even if it isn't um necessarily the same substance that you guys rely on or other things there's like substance there there are people who resonated with it in a major major way and i think ultimately that's what you want people to do it's always been the voice of the people and i think people resonate with drake's music in a major way just as people hey, man, resonate with most deaf and common music hey you you represent my homie said your light on the world <laughs> fuck out of here uh, what a week um we're gonna. We may have to. We may add more negativity to this week. Mm-hmm. Sir, it has been five years of AEW. They celebrated it last week, by the way. With you wouldn't even low ratings. The ratings. You wouldn't even have known. <laughs> then anyone was celebrating anything. Yeah, but nonetheless, it's been five years of AEW. Um, shout out! I think Cyrus has been covered it all. Um, so, um, especially, yeah, because when we were starting the shows, we started it with the idea of like, okay, NXT and AEW is going head to head. Um, it'll be called the war report. Cause you're going to, we're going to, it's the war on Wednesdays and the NXT moves off of it. And now they have to do it two days in a week, but, um, five years of AEW, it's been, quite a bit of a ride that we've seen so what we're gonna do is as we promised last week initially what i wanted to do was find the three best things aew does and find the three worst things aew does but <laughs> finding the best thing it, it ended up proving a little bit more arduous of a task not that they haven't done anything well but for me to talk about it hopefully without saying but <laughs> at the end of it <laughs> um so what we're doing is we're bringing back our report card format yes we've done it we haven't done it in a while um war report has definitely done it over the last number of years but we're bringing back the report card format for aw's first five years let's talk about the first five years of aw where it's been at their growth the roster that's been there everything Let's let's talk about it. So we have a few categories that we're going to break down, and then we're going to give our overall grade. I'm not saying your grade has to be average. Your overall grade has to be average of whatever it is, but you can always use it as a, some sort of reference. But you have the categories as entering product, presentation, mm-hmm. booking, business, roster, marketability, growth and stars so we're gonna start off with the first category for <laughs> aew 
I need you to stop laughing, please. Go ahead. Okay, go. Fine, fine, fine. We're going to start off with the first category for AEW, in-ring product. How do you feel that the AEW in-ring product has been over the last number of years, um, or over the five years that it's been there? Do you feel like it's been good? It's been bad? Has it suffered? Has it? What do you kind of like make of the in-ring product of the things that you've seen? I think that's all uh, objective, right? In-ring product. I think in terms in terms of AEW's entering product, if you were to ask me your one, two, three, it's an A across the board. But I think I think the fact that there's so much good in ring desensitizes you to the fact that they have these matches. You know what I'm saying? Like it desensitizes you to the good match angle, right? Where it's like there's so many good matches, then what what's a good match? Like the good matches are bad matches now. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah, essentially. I think that a three-star match is easily like a four-star match in, in any other promotion on AEW. That's how good their matches are at times and, and how much time they give the matches. I think that one thing WWE has taken from them in the past couple of years is giving time to these matches now. Um, mm-hmm. You see that on Raw. You see that on, on SmackDown now in the past couple of weeks. But um, I think their in-ring is like a B plus. It's a B plus. I, I think that you get you can pretty much guess what you're going to get every week from AEW Dynamite show. You know what I yeah. mean? Like there are no matches and I think it will honestly piss off their fan base. That's why they don't do it. You don't get matches for the sake of like furthering a story. The story is all kind of told for better or for worse, sometimes sometimes not in ring. I think that when they're really great, you'll have those 40, you know, 30, 40 minute matches. MJF matches are, are and Daniel Bryan matches are usually, atta- uh, you know, attest to that. But I think that I'm kind of desensitized to a lot of it. I, I run through Dynamite and I'm like, well, there goes a Poison Rana. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, <laughs> it's not, right. it's not like incredible. You know what I mean? Because you see it a lot. I watched someone on their, someone who was recording the ROH tapings. And someone did like a tightrope walk into a 450 on the apron. And this is ROH, <laughs> where yeah. no one watches, um, or very little people watch, where people claim that they watch. Um, I agree with you in a large sense of this, especially considering the ratings, right? Because I remember I was talking to Quan, and I think I said it in the chat too, um, because he does his comeback spot ratings. And I was like, I don't even go back to check an AEW match unless you give it like a four, 4.25. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> the reality is all of the product is like, in a sense, they all get time. They're, they're all fantastic wrestlers in the ring. You'll get a match randomly on a show like um, a uh, Pentagon versus Moxley or something along those lines. And it'll be great, but it also it will not be remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, because of like the next match is attempting to break that or the closing match or something along those lines, like it definitely does desensitize you because, and and it's all in reference, right? And there's a little bit more parody and that's why WWE does the things that it does with its weekly television. They'll give you at least one or two good matches during the show, but realistically, like a lot of these matches are further the story. So they kind of like leave a lot of meat on the bone when it comes to a lot of these encounters. Mm-hmm. Um, AEW doesn't do that. It goes balls to the wall. But if you're someone who's seeking in-ring stuff, you're probably, if it, it, it's probably like AEW is like, okay, like I'm getting at least a good match here, even though a lot of it has been, uh, 
not entertaining to me. I'm going to give it a B. I think it's honestly, it's probably one of the best things that they offer. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the best. It's probably one of the best things they offer. I, I'd say, and to be, and to compare, WWE probably gets a B minus on good days and a C on most weeks. But I think what carries WWE is the fact that you're invested in a lot of the characters because it it's a 24 seven thing. Like they're, they're, they're cutting, they're beating people up at conventions. You know what I'm saying? Like remember, right. you know what I'm saying? When, uh, who, who was at the convention? It was like a year, like the anime convention. Was it like, like a year ago? Oh and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, that DreamCon. It was. I was think NXT. it was Davenport beat up. Yeah, it's like stuff like that. It's like it's like stuff that it makes you invest in it a lot better. So even if the even if the match quality kind of peters from like a C to a B minus, you at least know in WWE the reason it'll get a B minus is because of those big shows where they all have the great matches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, yeah. And I think that the quality of matches has gone up in WWE, but it's still. Again, it's it's not really touching AEW on a weekly basis, and I, and I think that no one could really argue that. Now, depending on whether you want to watch the match or not, it it is what it is. But I think their pay per views regularly. I mean, outside of the last one, um, but again, I think they've run out of like because they're not really story driven. You end up getting, and we'll talk about this in a couple of other steps, but you end up getting these like booking matches. Where it's like that person shouldn't be there. Like, why are we getting suddenly um, um, Tony Storm versus Rio? Probably because they don't want to give away this, or they've done that one before. Whereas you could legitimately do a multi-month program where the matches continue stepping up and probably build a story that way. But um, we'll see. In ring product, I'm giving it a B. You gave it a B plus. Let's move on to the next one, which is presentation. How is AEW presented? I'm personally going to say from the first show to sh- now their presentation has improved um i think their the identity of it is still kind of like up in the air um the identity of AEW which would help which again would lean more into the presentation of like how it's actually presented i think the AEW's identity as a as a brand is still like to be found still TBD um which is wild um it's not wild i i I feel i feel like they strayed a little far away from where they were initially to be honest with you it is hard to come up with a new identity for a for a brand i think it took a a long time for tna to figure that out but then they figured it out with the six-sided ring that's like their hat on a hat that's like their Mm -hmm. homer's Homer's car you know what i mean like that that was their (laughs) um (laughs) that was their moment but i think in terms of presentation AEW. They get the the issue is, is they get the bare minimum stuff wrong. And I think that's not arguable at all. I think audio issues, camera timing, backstage, again, audio, <laughs> lighting sometimes. I, I think that if you like pyro, you're going to get it. They know how to do the pyro. I think that when they try <laughs> the to do... was crazy. <laughs> when they try to do... The outside the video like the 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 video shots and the and the uh the pre-tapes and stuff like that they're mostly pretty good they're mostly okay i think they're kind of shot in like a like a snl digital short type look at times but again like right. that's that's the identity of it it's like it's very you know very gritty and at times but i think that when you look at the sets the amount of set changes they've had sometimes randomly by the way like they just they just changed it again like they 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 kind of 
are all over the place. But again, Mills, it comes from the fact that a lot of their production, presentation, graphics, all that stuff are former WWE people. And I think yeah. that's going to be something we're going to bring up again. But I also think another part of it is, I don't know if this is, I don't know what this necessarily falls under, but I think even their presentation, I feel like they don't use the crowd enough and the presentation enough. And I think there's, (laughs) all right. I think there's, the WWE superstars get it, right? The importance of being in front of people and having them react to this moment. The edge and, and Christian moment that happened when there was like, you know, what did you say? Um, fuck yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself. That can't happen backstage. But on a normal occurrence, that happens backstage. But the the powerful of it, the powerful moment of it was that it happened in the ring. I think there's so many different opportunities to get stars over. We, you looked at um, someone who was a vehicle for it that ended up working out a lot well for them was the acclaimed acclaimed a lot of their stuff end up happening in the ring where they're doing like um got the scissors to the city or um you know their presentation of the new belts or a lot of things like that stuff isn't taken into account much and it and it hinders a lot of the talent a lot of the talent just don't seem as big as they could be especially the women um because a lot of things just happen backstage with tony shivani or renee dupree renee dupree renee renee moxley Um, good yeah, Renee Paquette, you know, with a microphone in their face, um, whereas things could be developed more. So I also think, like, in terms of presentation, definitely from, I think they still need, there's still a lot more to be desired with their presentation, in my opinion. They, it, it, It's functional and it works. I give it a C. <laughs> I will give it a C, too, because, yeah, it's a... It's definitely like something that needs to improve. Um, now we're heading to the <laughs> the true part. Uh huh. <laughs> Booking. AEW. Uh, uh, Jay White, Jay White, Andrade, Malachi Sting's Black. Final match. Sting's final match. <laughs> Malachi Black. Uh, Scorpio Sky, Keith Lee. Um, Miro, who else? Um, anybody who's been, I mean, there are so many people who have been at Powerhouse Hobbs, Wardlow, Jamie um, Hader, promo wise. It's the, the booking of it has been so inconsistent over the last number of years. And the only thing that's been consistent relies really within the EVPs and who kind of orbits around them or who orbits in, in these kind of ways. And I think people confuse sometimes booking as like, oh, he's on TV apparently. He's on TV regularly. Yeah. Um, whereas booking, booking has become this all-encompassing term to mean many things, but not really what it meant back in the day. Right. Booking like it, it includes creative. It includes development. It includes this. Like it includes so many different things now. Yeah. Like booking isn't who wins and loses matches. Booking is. I think for a better for a, to a better extent, you look at like Johnny Gargano's like run from Andrade all the way up to Mania Weekend. That was great booking. He wasn't on TV for more than half. Remember, he he lost and like had to leave the company or or, or he left NXT. Remember all of that? Like that was yeah, great. Yeah, of course. That was great booking, and he wasn't on TV for half of it because great booking 
allows you to not only get over one person, but get over several other pe people from Andrade to Champa to all these other people in the process of this. And I think in AEW, there's no through line to these stories as much as people want to like lie to you and make you think that there is that makes a lot of sense. It's like they will drop a story cold for months and then someone will say, remember on the September 15th episode of AEW Dynamite when <laughs> someone was backstage staring at you? It's like, again, wrestling in a, in a large... Actually, there are actually four, four matches to three in this series that they've been having yeah. that no one has been tracking for the last exactly. three years. We got to remember, like, as much as we're, like, in our 30s, like, wrestling is really kind of developed and uh, maintained on the attention span of children or people who are, like, early high school aged. You know what I'm right. saying? Like it, that is as much as we get in the weeds about this shit. Like there are very few things that are like, like legitimately adult and it, like in this and booking must be easy to understand, easy to remember, easy to follow. I think that they get again, the bare minimum stuff wrong. I think that the blow offs aren't blow offs. There's a Texas death match that happened where <clears throat> these two people, one man literally got lynched at the end, literally. And he shows up a month later and he's like, okay, let's do it again. You've lost twice. <laughs> Who, who's booking this shit? And guess what? Adam Page will probably win this next match and he'll go on to probably win a title or something. But I'll bet money that he will not lose three times in a row, this guy. I agree. But it's a, I feel their booking is, and even, I mean, the largest part, what I want to, I knocked down at least two letter grades from them the women the women are the big like how you don't utilize any i mean now it seems like they're more like okay you've got these new girls or at least the girls that we weren't haven't been carrying for the first five years um and now we're putting them in positions where they can win and they can have these development you look at the sky blues and the julia hearts and i mean i guess tony storm um but that's kind of, it really like lies and dies there. Um, mm. But they're attempting on that end, but they're not giving them, they don't get moments. They don't get stories. They don't get big matches. They don't get the, 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 the world ending clashes that would would happen if there was an Adam Page versus Swerve or, uh, or for instance, like they, a couple months ago, I'll say good booking on collision. They did MJF versus Kenny Omega. Um, now the bad part, of the creative for that was that MJF did not have the title, <laughs> mm -hmm. but the match was so he could break the championship record that Kenny Omega had set. So visually from that standpoint, you can't see MJF just wins this match. It's like the AEW champion wins. And it's like, he doesn't even have the championship to like, that's just not. Oh, how many, how many steal the title stories have they had? Jay got one. MJF got one. Adam Cole did one at least twice. Adam Cole did it twice. <laughs> <laughs> again booking to me is the point a to point b of a character and the people who interact with them as that goes there are not enough people that interact on these shows to carry on like efficient and effective booking so i have to say that i and, and i think that like you don't even have to say much about this meals you just have to say jay white this was somebody who came in to the company 
It was hu- every single person, every single wrestling writer said this is a big loss for WWE. They fucked up. They fumbled it. They should have. They shouldn't have had a hiring freeze after they got into a fucking merger. This is all their fault. AEW picked up one of the uh, someone who could be a game changer for them. And then you look at the, uh, what happened last November, and you see those people quiet now. You see those people not say any of that stuff anymore. I'm giving the booking a D. It's a D. They let Andrade walk away without even like. He punched out one of their stars. You know what I'm saying? And and this was supposed to be the guy for them. And they would let him walk. I'm also giving it a D. I think it's barely passable. <laughs> like, literally barely. Like, just from the standpoint of, like, you'll get instances, like, you'll have. But I think the thing is, it's like, I blame Tony Khan, <laughs> who is not really, he's not creative from any standpoint in making any of this work and that's truly what's hindering them what's long behind them i've watched cm punk's collision i thought it was great in developing a lot of stars and a lot of the booking of the show made sense um this i can't really say any of it has made sense they've had great moments of booking the cm punk versus darby allen match and being that being his first match was a great opportunity for darby allen puts him on the stage with a big star but also you start the course for cm punk that eventually leads to the aew championship i thought that was great um i never i never thought punk was about to get that real title i i I feel like he was about to get a split title that was just for collision (laughs) no it definitely was but mjf i think the booking of his uh, reign albeit the story at the end um has been good but realistically like what about everybody else what about literally 90 percent of the roster <laughs> who doesn't oh. have yeah pretty much um the next one is business i can't say <laughs> they've done any wimbly 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 <laughs> the business the business end to, is that is wimbly gonna save them from me giving them an f um i th- it probably does. I don't know. I don't want it to because, and not to be on a hater, but like, I think Wembley is so successful because they never went there. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going back this year and it's going to be like 40 something K people instead of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it'll be as much as before, but I think they can sell tickets. And, and then now they have like, you know, Will Ospreay, which is a big get for them, and a couple other probably british people that would be on the show page um but business wise i look at how they do business and from us who've been observing this company for the last five years from beginning to end um i think a lot of their business flew out the window when cody left (laughs) yeah a lot of a lot of partnerships a lot of creativity a lot of um other things outside of like sports just the sports entertainment stuff left when he left. Absolutely. And any synergy between the network Cody's on this show that's also on TNT. I forgot what the name of the fucking show was. Um, but he's any synergy there, any cracker barrel, any like all the all the stuff that you Shaquille O'Neal, um, Snoop Dogg, like all that stuff to me kind of like flew out the window once Cody left. And it hasn't seen they got it back at all. I don't know who's in charge of their business. I don't know who's in charge of their partnerships. But it never feels like they're 
it felt like there was a something happening with AEW and um what's the HBO show? Um the one about the Lakers. Showtime. Showtime yeah. And then that and then they got canceled. <laughs> so it's like I feel like they do a piss poor job in the business side of everything. Um it doesn't feel like there's been growth. Doesn't feel like there's been anything kind of new. Um, it feels like everything's in service of being a very popular wrestling company as opposed to being more. And anybody in 2024 will tell you that the brand, the the, the business now is the business of the brand. The business of, I, I watch things, I watch One Piece over the last number of years become a brand. I watch Pokemon develop into its own brand i watched wwe wwe is trying to own the word wrestling in a sense where when you think of wrestling you think of them and there's no way AEW can catch up to that because they just don't do any really good business with that so i'm giving it i'm actually gonna give them an f (laughs) i'll give them a c because of wembley i'm gonna be the guy i think wembley is an incredible accomplishment you know no doubt about it um but I think in terms of, I don't think it'll save them this year, though. So I couldn't give them that this year again. But I think in terms of merch, I mean, we've seen their house, how much they do every single week. I, I just said it today. Somebody, somebody put in the chat, hey, man, they're selling out a 16,000-seat arena, 2,000 people in there, bro. It's sold out. I'm like, that's not sold out, bro. They're doing, they doing ROH Sinclair numbers right now. You know what I mean? Like, there is a, there is a major major problem with them being seen as not like the big wrestling brand but the niche wrestling brand it's like there, there's very few people that are like coming into their shows for the first time you know what i'm saying right. like there's and, no but then attaching. they they also don't have that big event right like even in sports world you have the nba finals you have the super bowl you have wrestlemania you have all these other things they don't even have that like it's been five years it's all in right like, I mean, it's all in, but it's not even like a U.S.-based event. Who's going to the... I mean, shout out to everyone overseas. They all have a great time. But people aren't flying out like they do, you know, across the world to see this massive event. Um, There should be one in the United States. They need to have a major seminal event that they can build up towards or they can set their calendar towards. Like, something that, again, that leans... That also... Um, ties into the booking as well they don't have that i mean everything seems to be going towards all in which is great i mean it is what it is and then like but, a week later meet me in chicago for all out yeah <laughs> yeah a week later like oh i guess we didn't make the all in card we'll be on all out uh i mean you got a point you got a point i mean i but again i i'll, I'll have to give i i gotta i gotta give it to him for wembley but I think in terms of everything else it was, it was pretty piss poor business-wise i think i i, I don't think there's any question who who was, the, who was the king of, of making them dollars last year. Absolutely. The next thing we got, uh, just a reminder, we have a category that's called stars. So but this one is just roster. Yeah. The roster of AEW over the last number of years. I mean, the roster, outside of additions from WWE, um, the roster is pretty much still the same. It's not like they lost a lot of people. They lost a lot of, like, big the big names they've lost thus far have been cody cm punk and jade that's really been it 
um, a star, two stars, and the biggest woman they have size wise. So, but the roster itself, what do you grade the roster in terms of like, okay, this is a company. Do you have all the pieces that you need? Um, and assembled a great roster of like varying types of talent. And um, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm trying not to say stars right now, <laughs> but do you have the roster to be able to take you to where you need to be? I think they do. I think they just utilize it poorly. <laughs> Who? Other than MJF? I think I think Kenny Omega is utilized incredibly poorly since the beginning. And that's now he's done. too broken. And, and, right. But now he's too broken down to fucking do anything. Yeah. He's that's broken that, down before. <laughs> the, uh, the Kenny Omega experiment's done. The Kenny America, uh, Omega experiment in America is done. Yes, they tune in. I think his fans will tune in to watch him have a great world title reign. Great world title reign a long time ago, but also not the star that he could be. No, not at all. I, I, I he is, he is, he is finito. That, that's done. That's why I said only. You know, I'm not supposed to be saying stars. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like again, roster, and then we'll have the same conversation. But I think if we just stick it to the roster, I think that the roster they have right now is a great secondary tertiary roster it is there is there like in terms of the roster you don't have enough on either side with a roster full of i'm just gonna be real it's a roster full of a lot of mid carters from a lot of different places really is a lot of people that would not be like world title potential like i could name you at least three or four people that right now on raw that could i could i could i think could have the the world title in their roster if with the right build. Right. And I don't think AEW's roster currently, a lot of them don't have the range to be anything, but um, but just really great wrestlers. Like, I think on NXT, a lot of these are like NXT. <laughs> like, if you, if you brought them over from AEW, they would have to go through NXT, a lot of these people. Yeah, because they can't uh, talk. They're not getting any development. I'm not trying to be mean, but it's like a lot of these people when they got Lex there, King, needed, bro. Lex yeah, King, bro. A lot of them needed like he's a lot further. He might need to disappear like Jay did. You know what I'm saying? Because he just didn't get that type of that type of practice, that type of 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 you know whatever. You know what I mean? Like, but I mean, it's, it's good that they're trying something with him. I I think you know. But again, on the roster. The D1 athletes are outshining him. You know what I'm saying? And that just shows you just how much harder it is on the big time <laughs> in the big leagues. You know what I mean? It's it's I, I just I, I feel like the roster to me is like a C. C minus. I'm gonna give it good lord. C minus or C? Which one are you going with? I'm gonna go C minus. I, I I I don't see how you could look at that roster mills and be like, yep. <laughs> I, I I don't like who are you trying to see? Who are you trying to see on a weekly on a weekly basis? I'm going to give them a C because I think they're competent in wrestling, so they accomplish what they're going to. I'm going to give them a C plus. I think they accomplish what they're supposed to do for this wrestling-based company, but we'll get to the we'll get to the other thing. I think they accomplish what they're supposed to do. That's why I'll give them a C plus. If C pluses are even grades, um, marketability, AEW. How marketable is AEW and 
over the last five years. I think it was more marketable at the beginning than it than it has been now, for sure. Look at the way the Young Bucks walked out into the ring last week. And if you told me just just I'm a regular I'm a regular nigga, and they say yeah, this these these two dudes, um, they be the tag team champions, and they be like getting booked like Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I would, I, I, would, I would ask you uh, to turn the TV off and allow me to leave your house. Um, I, I think they couldn't send a lot of these people. You couldn't put a lot of these people on daytime television <laughs> and hope. They are not allowed to the marketability of their stars or of their product. Oh, I'm sorry. The pro, I mean, the product overall. I I think that it's cool to the blood starts happening. It's cool to the blood stars going off. I mean, I but again, it's a lot of little people. It's a lot of little dudes doing flips. Just being real. There's no larger than life kind of guy that could, you could put. There's no hands like they. It's, it's it's a lot of ug mugs on that roster, bro. Hey man, talk about it's, it. It's a lot of ug mugs on that roster. I'm talking about and, and and you know talking about marketability. The marinas be looking dark. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, we talked about the merch and the business and all that stuff. A lot of their merch is like big, black, and jacked. That's not marketable. <laughs> but it's not marketable. There's a there is a black eyed black eyed white woman on a t shirt is not marketable. Yeah. There is a contingent of people that miss ECW that miss the Attitude Era in general. That is what they serve. There's there's GCW fans. There's indie fans. New Japan fans. They serve all of those people. They're hyper serving those fans. They are not hyper serving you know, the mainstream audience. So in terms of marketability, if you're hyper-serving a very niche audience, they get an A+. They do it every single week. They, that's the best product in town to a lot of people. If you're talking about marketability and a sense of like trying to make money off of this, I would give them, a, I'd probably give them a D. They're not very marketable that's at all. crazy. <laughs> yeah, if, just, they were in, if they were an independent promotion, <laughs> I would give them, but since they're actually an actual company. <laughs> yeah, that, that's I mean, on they, a television network has a major television deal and all this other stuff like that. Then yeah, meals. There's going to be somebody getting dropped on their neck on Wednesday. There's gonna be there's there might be some is Mox wrestling. There might be some blood. Any given pay per view meal you you watch from them, you'll see somebody getting slammed through a burning table or fire or something like that. Like, is that marketable? I mean, there was a pizza cutter spot with the pizza the the Domino's commercial in picture in picture. And then they lost the sponsorship. Also, sidebar, elephant in the room. How can you market a company when the owner of the company <laughs> is on Twitter saying and doing whatever because of the USA Network account or saying that this uh I didn't fire her because thing I fired her because she just wasn't good enough. You know what I'm saying? Openly on Twitter saying all these type of things losing and then saying ah oh, you didn't get the million audience like how how can you market that a lot of it has to do with Tony Khan even the people who work for him are seem are seemingly disgusted by a lot of the tactics or a lot of the things that he's done um and wish they would just keep it to i guess business or something i can't see um this as being it there's an opportunity for it to be marketable and i think it 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 flew out the window in the beginning I think what they presented in the beginning, the first, the craziest thing I saw um, that I'd never seen was AEW's first show. They had that shit on replay on TBS and TNT for like the week, next week and a half. 
I thought that was awesome. Um, I thought their, you know, I won't even say collaborations because I don't even think they've done a proper outright collaboration. But various things like working with Shaq, that synergy on TNT or TBS or something along those lines, like that synergy there was great in the beginning. I thought all, but again, like a lot of marketability flew out the window with the Cody thing. They serve an audience, they market to an audience. They're doing great with that audience, but on a grand scale, considering the embarrassment of riches that you have as a major company with a TV deal, TNA would kill for all of this. I think TNA would be doing, I would, I don't know if they have the roster, but I think if TNA had the, well, they did have the production value and all the other things that AEW has had, they'd be killing it way more than AEW is. Um, what's your final grade for marketability? A D. Okay. It's a D. It's not market. It's not marketable. I mean, we're going to get into it a little bit more with growth, but not marketable. Let's talk about growth. Five years. Yeah, um, I actually, I actually do think they've grown, but in some some respects, they've taken a step back. But overall, I think the company has kind of grown. I mean, meals. <laughs> this Don't was a. It. This was a company that debuted at 1.4 million viewers the first week. Right. Hit numbers of 1.2, 1.1, 1 million solid, had an average of at least 900,000 a week. They have dropped year over year, every single year since they have debuted to a point where they've dropped below that. And with that drop comes a drop in, in, in their overall revenue from what they're getting back from shows, Wembley notwithstanding. Their attendance, ratings, all that stuff, that all factors into it. I said it, I said it all the time. I've never seen a company fall this fast, but I've never seen them come back from that either. If you're talking about growth, like 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 I don't think they grew at all. They declined every year. Mm-hmm. Past 2021, they've declined. I think I don't know. I'm looking at it from a standpoint of also um I guess just like from internally, a company ecosystem, you look at the new hires, you look at people in terms of production value, you look at them adding collision, you look at them adding rampage, you look at them adding all these other things. Like they've evolved, they've grown from just the, now don't get me wrong, we hold them to a different standard now because they've been having all these things for the last number of years now. They haven't been able to sustain any of these things, any of these new things that they brought. But I think as a company, they've grown. The only thing that they haven't, necessarily been able to touch on and which one they won't touch on is house shows <laughs> because them house rules things sucked and there's a reason i don't know i don't even know it's crazy they go to all these scrums and no one has asked them why they don't do those shows again <laughs> um because they failed because, yeah <laughs> essentially they failed no one went it was legitimately like an indie show um and they were probably losing money doing those shows because that's it that's what happened with WCW right there. End up losing a lot more money doing house shows um, than anything else. Um, I think they've grown in a sense, but yes, they've, they've sharply declined over the last two, three years, not sharply, but steadily has declined and they're reaching a point where there's no return and they need Jesus Christ. 
I know. <laughs> they need a Nikon. But there's only one. I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's other creative minds in there. But the way that Nikon has kind of like turned around their company and have a become bigger than what it was has been astounding. Um, I'm gonna give them a C for growth. What do you give them for growth? D. Okay. All that talent you signed and you still declining year over year. All uh, growth for star ratings? Yes. <laughs> Cage match all growth. That, all <laughs> that a cage match growth? Yes. Growth meals. You gotta think. You gotta think about this. Tony hasn't grown. He's only gotten more juvenile as it's gone on. Mm-hmm. Has he grown as a business? As a as a business leader? As as a CEO? As a as a president? Has he? He let CM Punk walk away. Meals. He let Cody go. He didn't develop Jay Cargill. He let Andrade go. Malachi Black hasn't had a singles match in months. This is somebody that can make him money. What? The only thing they grew was was Wembley. What are you talking <laughs> about? The video game was was what that was. We haven't even, even talked about Fight Forever, the video game yet. No, Nobody was happy with that one. Nobody was happy with that one. They had to have lost so much money on that. Every attempt oh. at growth has been met with apathy or no one really fucking with it. Damn, Tony, chill. I'm trying. <laughs> it's a D. Yeah. I don't see how you go anywhere but a D there. I think you're being too generous. I'll give him a C minus. <laughs> I think I don't even know C minus is a grade. Um, <laughs> have I ever got a C minus? I'll give him a D. I agree. You make a very very strong point. Um. Growth doesn't. Growth continues to grow. Growth isn't just a thing where you you go somewhere and then stop. <laughs> um, last last category stars. Where are they? <laughs> no, they have um. Name them. <laughs> the one em. is MJF. It's it's literally MJF. Swerve, negative 11. I, Swerve is not a star. You put Swerve in any other room. Swerve got outclassed by Rick Ross. He stood next to a real star. And that's where everyone's eyes gravitated towards. Like, there's... People will... The definition of star um, to people, it's... To wrestling fans, just in general, has been always all over the place. Because what do you categorize as a star? And I categorize a star as a draw, someone that you can put your company around. And we've seen it in the past. I'm so 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 crazy why people can't like recognize this. WWE has had stars, people that they draw around, people they center around. You're watching it live in living color. You're watching the fact that they can have Roman Reigns on the show and SmackDown will do a 2.5 million. And if Roman Reigns is not on the show, they'll have a John Cena or a Cody Rose or, or CM Punk. Or any of the other, they- it did. SmackDown did two point three without him last week. Meals. <laughs> That's just star power. <laughs> they did two point three off of Paul Heyman saying he ain't here, but we gotta we 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 gonna <laughs> set up the craziest house show type situation <laughs> to, to the show. We'll talk about it, but damn, <laughs> like on oh God, on oh God, they the got star- juice. The stars, the big stars. 
have left the room. CM Punk has left the room. Cody Rhodes has left the room. Jade Cargill has left the room. Um, she hadn't even she didn't even get a chance to pop a rating of the whole thing. She didn't even get a chance to. So like, when you think about it, you got MJF, right? Mm-hmm. Adam Cole, true. That's Adam it. Cole? No women. No, yeah, he he would they would they would gain when they'd have segments together. He hasn't gained now because he's he's surround. Look who he's surrounded by. A bunch of little dudes. He's a little dude. So it ends up looking like, you know what I mean? Have you seen the have you seen the the TikTok of of that of that woman who said, Oh no, there's like a TikTok, it's like a skit, and like the somebody quote tweeted and was like, Boy, I would like they they had a gif of somebody like sliding the kids across the table and they were, and they were like, There's a robber in the house, and then all of her <laughs> kids have Power Ranger outfits on and they're running out. And then no, the, the guy retweeted the guy retweeted said, Boy, I woulda. And then he like dragged the kids over the table. That's that's AW. That's they're the kid, they're the little kids in the Power Ranger outfits. Come on, there they ain't no stars. They ain't they ain't stars. They had they've they fumbled a lot of them. They like, would make Twitter would make of, you believe Twitter would make you believe Eddie Kingston is a star. Adam Copeland. <laughs> I, I love how you ignored that. Adam Copeland showed up and immediately the star presence like evaporated out of his body. He's facing Griff Garrison and then Lee Moriarty on a collision to try Nobody, to prove the point. No one, no one cares. No one is safe from AEW completely zapping you of all your star power. Nobody Brian is safe. Danielson. Brian Danielson was legitimately—he was a star in WWE. He's still a star in AEW. I mean, I, I would attribute the fact that their ratings have gone down to the fact that he's over in Japan, or he was over in Japan for the past two weeks. I, 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 I would even—I think if he, I think he's the star to wrestling fans if you want a great wrestling match. But I think WWE capitalized in a way with the Yes Chance creating his creating a story with him. And creating a narrative with him that make you want to stay along for the ride. So anytime he was part of a championship match, you felt like legitimately supporting him because you felt like you were supporting the underdog in a sense. Uh, AEW has not replicated that. And he has faced multiple world champions. <laughs> and he is it's because he, he he's a bigger star than all of them. But also he doesn't carry himself like a star. At all. He's wrestling anybody. No offense, but like, you want to be a star, you carry yourself like a star. Um, I'm trying to look at the rest of this roster, but stars aren't. Oh, we've got Mox. Moxley. Moxley. Moxley's a star. I'll give him that. Moxley's a star. He's like their Stone Cold. He is. He is he their star. He could be a bigger star. You don't want to be because he keeps leading. Yeah, you want to keep leading and shit. Yeah. But most of these niggas don't want to be bigger stars, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I can't even look at the women. I think Chris Statlander could have been a star, but also Chris Statlander is in a program with Stokely Hathaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, she's she's weird in a sense. But I think if you like pushed her in the right way, especially after the Jade thing, she could have been a major star. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, stars. I'm giving stars looking shaky on the front. <laughs> Might give him a D again. <laughs> 
They don't got stars, bro. I'm going to give them a C off the fact that they do got four bankable guys on there. I'll give them MJF. I'll give them MJF. I'll give them Mox. MJF, Mox, Cole, and um, Fringe, Kenny Omega, because he kind of gives them what they need on on one end from the niche fans, right? Um, Notice we didn't say any women, and I think that's – you could give him a D off of that, right? Now, Novak would probably kill us for giving him a C for that. But I'm, I'm going to give him that for those four, okay? And I, I'll I'll say they have Red four. Baker. She'd be losing. She she won't gain in no ratings. I mean, women, it's just hard in general to gain off of ratings. They're not. The second they start losing numbers, it's like, all right, throw, to, what, throw out the what with the bathwater now? Um I don't know like, what she was about to say. I don't something. There's a quote with throw to something. Throw the baby out with the bathwater, um, which is a wild quote. But I'm not no babies out with bathwater. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's crazy. All right, we reach here. Overall grades. Overall grade for AEW over the last five years. It doesn't have to be cumulative because, to be honest, if it's cumulative, I know what it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Overall grade for AW is a C. They're a C company. They're a C plus player. <laughs> I'm giving them a C plus. I guess. <laughs> I'm giving yeah. them a C because they it's potential there, but they've squandered it. And the major things that are being squandered is because of who's in charge of the company. It doesn't have the vision. And I think the one thing WWE has never lacked is a vision in terms of where they want to go, what they want to be. AEW's vision is we want to have the best pro wrestling show that you can watch, but you can watch pro wrestling anywhere. You can even watch old pro wrestling, <laughs> like, if you really wanted to. Um, there's nothing exciting about the shows. They have these live shows. I talk about this. The, the best, The point of having live shows is to make you feel like anything can happen. And they don't even do that right. <laughs> like, <laughs> it might as well be tape shows. I mean, anything happens, but it's just anything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anything yeah. does happen in shows. Just, yeah, anything it. happens. The six matches that we're going to announce beforehand so for you to watch the show. The matches aren't the draw for the show, bro. People want to see real... People want to see why the, the devil thing is moving the way it is. The little devil group that they got. The devil like, group that they got. I don't know what the name of them are. Oh, Undisputed Kingdom. Sorry. They're not the Devils anymore. But people want to see how that's going and how it affects like major things. People want to see just more development with their stars and more opportunity for a lot of these people. Um, it can't just be Swerve. <laughs> also. Did you hear he's black? Did you hear that he was black? <laughs> I hear that he's black. Just but it can't just be Swerve. It can't. When to make sure you knew twenty four. When to make sure that you knew that he was black. Just letting you know. Two thousand twenty four. They're gonna come if we say that again. There's still like no black people in prominent positions. Uh, one of them is gonna pull up there. Remember when um old boy Calvin was doing the spreadsheet of African American um representation on shows and shit, mm-hmm. and it was like ten percent up black people on AEW as opposed to 9% down on WWE. Remember that shit? Yeah. Um, 
there's got to be more. There just has to be more. The the fact that you you unveil this group at the last end of your shows and it's just like four nondescript white guys and anyone is supposed to follow this. The most interesting part of it left the room and that was Samoa Joe. <laughs> now he's like, facing. So, I don't know. I'm giving him a C plus. I'm giving him a C. I, I, I guarantee you will not... <laughs> You will not be giving them a C next year. No, I, no. I'll put money on it. I'll put money on it. You will not be giving no. them a C. Because it's, it's not, there's been no promise for me. I haven't seen any promise in terms of like things that are happening. I don't get, ex- I'm not excited for anything. My favorite wrestler went there and I'm least excited for him as possible. Humanly possible. Like, there's just nothing going on. Um, Anyway, before we before we head into shows, a couple quick news things that I want to throw at you. We'll do these very very quickly, and then we'll head into the shows on Patreon. Um, Sting's final opponent for AEW has been announced. AEW Revolution coming up in March. It is the Young Bucks. <laughs> Good decision, bad decision, eh decision. Whatever. <laughs> I, I I said something that I would accept. You got to follow. You got to be on our on our on our Discord to see what I the only way I would accept this match. Um, but if that's what he wants, that's what he you know that's what he wants. I I feel like Tony should definitely have put his foot down and said and offered somebody else like FTR or something. But you know whatever. FTR would have been my choice, especially considering the location of where it's at. <laughs> yeah. They be um, riding, they be riding so hard for AW. They be like, eh, nah, not you. Yeah, <laughs> you get the bucks. Um, Jack Perry returns to the world. He is now being known as the scapegoat. Thoughts on Jack Perry's return to the wrestling world? It's not an AEW, but it's pretty AEW adjacent, and he's not if off he, the roster. I feel like he's still on the roster, but I, if they're he's trying still to on make the roster. If they're trying to make some type of storyline out of this, again, most disgusting. <laughs> most disgusting. You let this guy run your biggest star off your out of your company and you're going to keep him? Nasty. I said it. They both should be fired. I agree. Um, happy belated birthday, Cora Jade. Unfortunately, Cora Jade will be out for a considerable amount of time with a torn ACL. It seemed like they were literally just... I mean, I wasn't a fan of the storyline they were doing with Gigi. It was giving me very Degrassi. But... (laughs) um, Except without, like... Degrassi actually is wilder than this storyline. But... um, Yeah. She's sidelined probably until the fall. Same thing as uh, when Charlotte Flair. Yeah. I I think at the very least she'll be back by the winter. But it just sucks because she just came back. She seemed really poised to make a mark this year um she's been at nxt for for what about f- four or five years i think Since going the on beginning of, yeah beginning of uh fuck you know yeah yeah so she, no she was signed ago. before though she was signed before i mean like on tv yeah. Yeah, but um, right 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 she, she's still young i think she's like 20 or something like that um nah, she's like 22 now or something okay. <laughs> i think okay. she's like 22 she just had a birthday yeah, well, yeah, yeah, she's 21, 22. But, I, you know, luckily there's time. But I think that it's so just just unfortunate that it happened. And, you know, it's an ACL tear. A lot of women. Look at her. 
Okay. A lot of NXT women are having ACL tears. Very disturbing stat of how many of them have been out or you know just returning or are out because of that right now. I saw Ruka's one. I think Wendy Chu's was so bad. She's still gone. Um, she, she was at the birthday thing too. I was like, look at Wendy Chu. <laughs> look at she, her. She should be back soon though, right? You think? Just put her. I don't even know where you put her. You kind of. I guess you got to put her back in NXT because I don't think there's any main roster creative for her unless it's post Mania. Change that gimmick. Change that gimmick. <laughs> She's solid in the ring. She can go. She at least knows the she knows the sports entertainment game. So shout out to her. Yeah. Um, last bit of news, which I'm sure we'll get an update on after this podcast comes out. Um, Seth Rollins reportedly suffered an injury during his match last night on Monday Night Raw. Um, we'll talk more about the match as we talk about the show. <laughs> yeah. Um does this have the opportunity to really mess up mania plans? I don't think so. Um, he was on his, he was able to walk on his own. That's strength. usually a telltale sign. Yeah. Yeah. That he, that he'll be okay. It might be a sprain. Um, in which case he wasn't scheduled to have a match next weekend anyway. So, and that's That's odd too. Like rumble has very few matches this year. Like, None. <laughs> like there's no um, there's no Mountain Dude shit neither. Yeah, it's it's so crazy. We'll talk about it next week if there's nothing else announced. But um, it's seeming like he'll be fine. I'm hoping he'll be fine. I'm hoping it's not like a torn meniscus or something like that. Remember, like I'm like this motherfucker loves to get hurt right before Mania because he did it. He did it before the the Triple H year. Um, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pray that that it's not anything bad but they need to keep him out of anything physical just take him off the house shows at this point it's it's too much of a risk there's a big money match that you guys could be having he didn't need to be injured doing this fucking match that he had on monday hey man we're gonna talk about it um but i think that's that's all the news that i got thus far okay um thank you guys for listening this is a very aw centric show but i hope you guys enjoyed it very very different uh different way to go into 2024 next week is our prediction show so um be and ready. there will be the royal rumble pool and there's going to be the royal rumble pool that's coming back for uh next week as well uh as you all know if you enter the royal rumble pool you win you could you pull the right number and that person wins you get a shot at being a guest on our show should we up the hey, ante and give them not- oh i'm sorry go ahead. no i've been i've been trying to think of my brain of like maybe maybe there's a switch up this year I'm just like, saying, like, should we up the ante and if somebody's not in our Discord, they get invited to our Discord for, like, a three-month trial or something like that? You know what? Here's what we'll do. Actually, you know what? You'll find out next week when I actually think it through. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening. We will see you guys next week with the Royal Rumble predictions. Uh, and I expect me and Mills to do many, many an argument <laughs> over who should win this thing next week on the A-Show. So until next time, um, we'll see you guys next week on the A-Show. Peace.